Yes, you've arrived at the Legend Podcast at DaxMyHand.com. How did I become a legendary sports figure? How does anyone become legendary? It starts with a coach. Join us as we have conversations with coaches of all ages, experience, and expertise, and find out what does it take to lead athletes to legendary status. Really, you do have a lot of useless knowledge up there in the head of yours. Okay, JP. So, so looking back on on your involvement at Tillman and the Little League program as a player, uh, is there anything you'd like to let us know that that you took out of the program or that you'd like folks to know? One of the things, and this is very important, I've had a lot of things that I've done. You know, from playing sports to different jobs to careers. Uh, I'm in an I'm in another career now. I'm in a broadcasting career with radio and traffic reporting. Never saw it coming, and that's the thing. You never know what you're going to do down the road, but I don't think you want to get yourself to be uh, isolated in one thing. Some people that happens and it's okay. That's what they love. They do it. They coach for 50 years like John Wooden or whatever. Great. But I don't, I'm not defined by one thing I've done. I'm not defined by being a policeman. I'm not defined by being just a a traffic reporter on the radio or um, when I worked for the city of Paducah uh, in the parks department or uh, when I was 16 working at McDonald's, you know, I've done a lot of things. The only thing you can say that does define me is, is I'm a graduate of Paducah Tillman High School. That's always relevant. I'm a member of the football program, baseball team. I, I was an athlete at Tillman High School. That's the one consistent thing that no matter what I've done in my life, I always draw back on the experience there because whatever I'm doing in my new job or career or whatever, I work hard. I try to be loyal to it and dedicated to doing it and getting the job done. If people will tell you you've worked with me both in many of these things I've talked about is um, I'm probably an overachiever in those things. I work harder because, you know, I knew at Tillman, as I have always known in anything, being good is okay, but it's not what I want. I want to do the best I can. When I know I've given the best I can and worked really hard and achieved a goal, it fills me up. It's so satisfying. Now, tempering that as I get older and not wanting to see parents or or coaches drive kids crazy at 16 years old with sports, what I really, really want to to emphasize is, is if you want to be successful you got to implement into your program to the kids, the young people. At some point, we're trying to teach you about being a student athlete and being good in sports and all this, but make sure they understand that these are the same life skills that they need to take with them beyond where they're at now, beyond the high school, even beyond college. And then at some point in time, if they have a chance to, like I said earlier, come back and give it back to your community that gave to you because that's, you know, uh, that's what – that's where I'm from. I'm from the city of Paducah. I'm from Paducah Tillman High School, and that's the one consistent you can def- consistent thing you can define me by is my experience there, whether I'm a policeman or a traffic reporter or whatever. And, and I think that's a thread that I see within Tillman a lot. You know, a lot of the old players, Kurt Barber. You know, he comes back, right? Uh, you know, former athletes come back. They coach. They help. And and that's what – there's just that long-running, what is a 100-plus-year legacy of Tillman football. It's over 100 years. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and I, I referenced Marshall County. Uh, I have a lot of friends there. I've had family live there. I, I, you know, work very well with Marshall County authorities in helping do my current job. Mm-hmm. But 
I would I would not have any problem if Marshall County in their division was kicking kicking tail in football and winning, you know, um, as long as they're winning off the field too. But whatever it is, if it's basketball, you know, I, I know basketball is not what it used to be when I was in high school. Marshall County was one of the you – know, you wanted to beat them because they were good in basketball. And um, whatever that's missing, if it's a feeder system with uh, uh, the right coaching and the right, the right mindset, they need to get it back because that's what's going to build that system and that's what's going to turn it around. And, and I know a lot of coaches, you know, will talk about what they want to do and need to do, but if they don't have support from the players to the parents to the, to the system, the, the, uh, I guess the, uh, the, the staff at the school, the superintendent, the board, you know, it, it, it really is. It's got to be up and down the line to build and want that tradition, but not just to put the, 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 the win, you know, the win column, the most wins, but be winners in life. You know, um, it, 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 I can't I can't emphasize that enough. You know, when they're young and they're in the youth leagues and you're the head coach, don't just trust that Joe's dad's down there coaching and doing it right. Go make sure he's ready and knows what to do as a coach, because a lot of times you'll find that these these volunteer coaches can do more damage to kids and programs than than good. Um, it, it, you just can't turn them loose and say, here, build me a feeder system. It's really a team effort is what you're saying from the top to the to the bottom. After practice at Tillman, uh, I noticed uh, while I was still playing, the youth league started at Tillman. I noticed that our coaches, uh, several of them, Coach Haley specifically, um, they spent time after they were done coaching their varsity program to go out with the youth league uh, kids and, and, and coaches, and um, they were involved. You know, if you're not involved from the top down, then how can you expect – you know, anybody to, to want to put any more effort in it than you are, yeah. you know, lead by example. And I, and I know coaches don't have a life, so I'm not criticizing <laughs> saying coaches can't, yeah. you know, can't take a day off, but yeah. you know, give them, give them those expectations and make sure that every single person that coaches for you and whether it's a uh, baseball, basketball, football, or whatever, make sure your subordinate coaching staffs know what you expect and hold them accountable to that. And you also have to do the same with the parents. Yeah. I think that's a great statement. I know, you know, when, when coach Hatcher, when I played for him here, you know, when he was, you knew when he was in the gym watching you, when I was a ninth grader playing on freshman teams, uh, he was there and, and, you know, you knew you had to perform. He he was there to see who was performing and and now talking to you I, I see he was there watching coaches he was watching the players he was watching parents how are they behaving and I, I think that's a key point that we we spend a lot of time on is is the parents and that you know the you, you need the parents to be supportful but you also need or supportive i guess would be the word but you, you also need them to let those qualified coaches do the job absolutely you know and, and uh, just a real quick note something popped in my head i was thinking about coaches watching in in the gym you know and coach haley was just nothing but a football coach but you know i remember seeing coach haley come to the uh baseball stadium brook stadium and watch the baseball team play because most of the baseball team was football players and 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 one time i didn't think coach ellie paid any attention to me when i was out playing football, uh, baseball in the spring and uh, we had come out of a game we'd played a tough game and i'd not done well to play popped a bunch of you know infield fly rules or whatever and uh, later on coach ellie said you know jay he, he, he called me jay he said dropping that shoulder again aren't you and there's a football coach <laughs> You know, and I'm thinking, yeah, coach, I am. <laughs> you know, but it's just amazing. So, yeah, and, and you know what? When you're a young kid in a youth league program, you're a sixth grader, or fifth grader in a basketball program, and a basketball coach walks in from the high school level, he's a superstar. Yes. 
he's he's a superstar. He's the best recruiter you can put in a gym. Yes, he is. And and you know when you see that, I mean, when Bernie Miller would walk in a gym when I was in, and Bernie Miller was a basketball coach mm-hmm. at Timmons for years. Yeah. You know, man, he was a superstar. I I wanted I wanted to listen to him talk. You know, and 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 of course I didn't know Dan Haley that much because I was just you know young, and but but Bernie Miller was one of the one of the figures in basketball at Tillman that I knew as a young man before I ever got to high school, and and him it is like wow you know Coach Miller's here, and uh, you just you, you know he's here watching these guys play basketball, and of course you know Dan Haley I didn't know was at the junior high games when he could watching junior high games, yeah. uh, you got to be involved you know. And, and, you know, I think with Coach Haley, it, it goes to everything you're talking about. You know, he was successful at Tillman. He was successful at Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. Won state titles at Bowling Green and Tillman. And, and you, you know, it travels with you, right? Well, I mean, where is John uh, Calipari after a big game if there's a recruit that he's after? Yeah, he's watching. I think after they beat Duke recently this year, I think he flew somewhere mm-hmm. to recruit a kid. In, in in high school, I, I mean, actually heard a story, uh, or someone here at Marshall County told me, and I, I can't remember. This was a, maybe a year ago. They had played somewhere uh, pretty far off, and he showed up at Hoop Fest to watch a player, and actually asked the um, the staff at the Hoop Fest, "Do you have somewhere I could lay down for thirty minutes and catch a nap?" Have you heard that? You know, I think that actually was at McCracken County High School. So yeah, I think you're I, right. It was. Yeah. He came in. He and it was. It might have been this. This year or last year? I think it was last year. And he had just had a big game, and he came in, and um, he was a little bit sleepy. Yeah, and said, <laughs> could I catch 30 minutes? And they, they set him up in our office and let him catch 30 minutes. What and happens then he was when John Calipari watching? walks into that McCrown High School gym? Oh, it's just it's everybody knows it, yeah. yeah. So what do you think is going to happen if uh, the head coach of the Marshall County basketball program walks into uh, uh, Simpsonia Elementary School in the gym? Now, they might boo him out of Simpsonia since that's in Graves County. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, your JP's not perfect. We just found that out. Okay, let me read. Let me read. Let me. Let me. So, so geography is irrelevant. I, I, I'm thinking you're right because I go through there to get the brewers. <laughs> yes, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah. Let's yeah. back up and read yeah. that one. Okay, so, so, so imagine if. Uh, the head coach of Marshall County High School boys basketball, girls basketball, comes to a, a Calvert City Elementary. Yeah, I mean, and and the kids in that gym see him. You know, there's a lot of this upward bound basketball. Mm-hmm. What if the What if the coach just seen there once in a while? I mean, wow. I, I'm not trying to tell the coach what to do in any of these schools, mm-hmm. but you know, when I was a kid, if I saw those coaches, I, I was like, wow. Yeah, it's an impact. It's an impact on those kids. But another thought, too, for parents out there and, and potential coaches or current staffs, if your goal is just to beat the local big dog, which is if it's if you're in Graves County and it's to beat Mayfield, if that's all you want to do, then you're still not thinking right. If, you, if you're in Marshall County and all you want to do is beat Paducah Tillman, you're still not thinking. We talked about this earlier. Tillman doesn't worry about trying to beat Callaway or Marshall or Ballard. Tillman is thinking what's upstate, and that's where we all need to think as a region, mm-hmm. Region 1, because yeah. uh, Region 1 has enough talent in it, and we've shown in a lot of sports. Look at in, in McCracken County High already as a new mm-hmm. combined school. In, in just a number of years, they've been together as a consolidated school. Look at what they're doing. Marshall County has been combined for how many years? Well, since the mid-'70s. There's a parallel there. you got you got two schools, big populations, 
and one seems to be doing something right as of now. One's just kind of trying to find their way. So, you know, if your goal is just to beat the local good team, then you need to change your goal. Let's let's coin that purchase pride, right? Pur- you know, purchase pride. Purchase hashtag, pr- hashtag purchase pride. And then I'll end with I'll end my part of this with um, what I told you a little earlier. Barney Thweet, who was on the forty eight state champion team from Brewers, when I spoke to him this week, one of the things he told me that he was very proud of is that he has four state champion photos in his house, and they're they're not all Marshall County schools. They're Cuba and Graves County. He's you know, he's as proud of that Cuba team as he is the North Marshall team that won the state championship. And, and I think that's as a, as a community, I think that's where we need to be yeah. is, yeah, we want to, when your school plays Tillman or Mayfield or whoever, you want to beat them, but you also, after the season's over, Hey, let's cheer for Mayfield. Like we just did winning their fourth straight state title. I, I know I, I do look at how many state titles in football they've got, you know, and look at how many state titles in track that Tillman's got. I mean, when you're talking about the state of Kentucky, what our kids are doing is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. They're competing with kids all over the state. They're doing so well is because they got a system that's working. Lone Oak and McCracken County tennis. Yeah. Coach Heflin. Ex- absolutely. You know, you know, you can go around. Well, and you know, you know, JP, I think it comes back to like, it's a battle in, in basketball or in baseball and football. It's a battle to get out of this region. But once you get out of this region, you're our champion. You're not, yeah. you're not the champion from Callaway County boys or the great, Graves County girls, you are our champion. Region one's champion, and you know I think I think the first region is maybe a little unique in that that you know we've got the lakes to our uh, to our east, and we're defined in this end of the world, uh, and it's us against all takers and people. We like you talk about people in Lexington, Louisville. They forget the Western Kentucky's here, and and this is one of our ways to go up there and let them know, hey, we exist down here in West Kentucky. Hey, when you travel up to the you know eastern part of the state, uh, northern. Kentucky, uh, Louisville, Lexington, and and the Covington area, the Golden Triangle, as it's called, and that goes to the politics in Frankfurt as well. They don't think much exists west of Owensboro and Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. One time, I met uh, Governor Paul Patton at a conference, a crime prevention conference, and he was giving me a little plaque and award thing for uh, work I'd done. And uh, he said, "Oh, a Paducah boy," and I said, "Yeah," or, or Eastern Missourian, as you guys call us. <laughs> But you know that's a mindset that yeah. we got to get we got to get everybody to think about. And yeah, I'm from Tillman, but when Mayfield won the state mm-hmm. title, I wasn't mad about it. I yeah. wasn't bitter about it. Good for them. They're representing us well. Right. And if Marshall County or or Ballard County is going to win a state title, I always check to see the, the sports, high school sports. I still like to see how teams do from this area in the state worst thing in the world i used to hate it when our first region basketball teams would be ranked one or two in the state and get in the sweet 16 and get beat the first game really and tillman did that a lot yeah, yeah. and and I, I was so disappointed and i we want to see some state titles in basketball because this is the king of basketball yeah and state. you and you know unfortunately i think I believe I'm right in saying we have not we've not won the state in basketball since '59 North Marshall, and there's only one other region that has a longer drought than we do. I'm not sure which region it is. I was looking that up the other day, but you know, to have had the tradition of basketball that we had, you would have thought we would have uh, lucked out or, or pushed through and got a state title since '59. But '59 is the last state championship we have in basketball. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think um, only two or three times have we had one in the 
final game. Uh, Carlisle and Tillman. Carlisle and Tillman, yeah, and, the and, only and, two. And, and McCracken came very close. It's what first or second year. I mean, that's that's what we're really talking about. Is is do you, do you have any JP? Do you have any stories uh, that you remember that maybe Coach Haley motivating a player in a specific way? Well, there's a lot of stories, but uh, one that, that comes to mind is, is observing Richard Abraham. He played football at Tillman High School, went on to play at UK. And um, we were playing Madisonville, and we were having a tough time. And Madisonville really wasn't that good. And we were at our home. It was our homecoming game, I believe. And this is when I was a sophomore, uh, be with a 78 uh, year uh, I was there. And uh, we, were, we weren't winning. And, of course, you know, uh, Rich, or Abe as everybody called him, being recruited by everybody. And I think he had just signed a letter to go to U.K. and play for Fran Kersey. And you remember Fran Kersey in that day and time. Yeah. They were – Derek Ramsey, mm-hmm. they were – Ten and one. Art Steele lost to Baylor. And, yep. that, and that, if they hadn't lost that, they'd been 11-0. Probably a, a national title contender mm-hmm. for Kentucky football. But anyway, so Abe was being recruited by them and uh, – you know, he's big 6'3", 235 pounds of, of, of back. And he also played defense. And um, I never saw Coach Haley and him say a whole lot to motivate Abe because he pretty much played. But um, we, were, we weren't winning. And Coach came in, and he, he started to ride on the board. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, well, here it goes. <laughs> here it comes. And uh, he just put the chalk down and said, no, forget that. And he said, this is not why we're losing. And he turned around, and he looked at Abraham, and he had him stand up. And he challenged him. And I never seen anybody challenge Abe like that. I thought Coach Haley was going to pick him up like a rag doll and challenge him. And he told him, you're Mr. All-American. You're going to go out and win this football game for us. And all I can remember is I'd never seen a guy 6'3", 235 pounds, take a handoff and fly down the field. He was running over people. And in the first half, the reason Coach Haley got on him so much was, you know, he's 6'3", 235, nothing but muscle, and he's being taken down in the secondary by 145-pound safeties. And Coach challenged him. And I've never seen that out of Coach Haley, like that of an individual. And I've never seen an individual take a football and win a game by himself. Yeah. And he did. He ran two scores, and they weren't like five-yard runs. And, and, you know, that size and 235 pounds in 1977-78 was about as big as they come. Oh, that was huge. And he yeah. walked off the, the football field straight onto the basketball court with Bernie Miller and them. And, I mean, just flat-footed, just jump and dunk. I mean, he's like a gorilla dunking the ball. I mean, you know, Daryl Dawkins was a reference to, to at the time because he was breaking backboards in the NBA and – uh, but now seeing Coach Haley challenge him like that, you know, just one of those things that you don't you don't see that very often. Uh, Mr. All-American, you know, and, and he was. He was an All-American All-State. Uh, might have even been Mr. Kentucky that year. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, sure impressed me. <laughs> I know I didn't imagine. want Coach grabbing me up. <laughs> I can imagine. Man. Of course, Coach Cox was the one we were all scared of. Yeah. Randy White tells a story about they were state runners-up. I think his junior year. And they elected Randy to go in and talk to Cox and ask him if they could get a state runners-up patch for their glitter jacket. And he said, that's the worst mistake I ever made. He said, I walked in there and told him. And he said, he just about come over the desk on me and said, we don't play for second place here. We play for state title. And one more funny story mm-hmm. I've got to tell on my brother, Roy Roberts. Some of you might have met him. Or another another Tillman another, football another player. Tillman, Rock and Roy Roberts, yeah. But the funniest story I can share on him, and, you know, I told you I got to travel and see the games. I was up there with the uh, coaching staff, uh, and he was a player. So my little brother, baby brother, is 
play as as a sophomore at at uh, Tillman, and they go up to play in the state championship game. And I think he was on the punt team or re- return team. All I can remember is I think it was a punt, and our punter punted an enormous punt down to about the ten yard line, and uh, the 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 uh, opponent's team player uh, raised his hand for the fair catch, and. For some reason, this rocket just keeps flying at him with a blue jersey and wipes him out. Totally demolishes the kid. I thought they were going to eject my brother from the game. 15-yard penalty, personal foul. You know, and if you know Roy, he gets up and he's just celebrating. And he comes off the field and the coaches get on him a little bit. And then, then later on, you know, I asked Coach Cox what he thought about it. And Coach Cox said, well... I talked to Roy, and Roy said that it was a state championship game, and if he was going to get a hit in, he wanted it to be one everybody remember. <laughs> and I'm telling you, he laid that kid out. Uh, second, His senior year, Mayfield-Tillman at Tillman. Of course, you know, I could talk about the games I played with Mayfield-Tillman when we played. We got to, you got to keep your jer- home jersey if you beat Mayfield and se- as a senior. You got to really? keep your home jersey. So anybody that didn't have a home jersey, have a, a, a jersey, they got to keep the home jersey when they graduated. Uh, they obviously didn't beat Mayfield. Uh, I have two of those jerseys. <laughs> Roy, um, it was a close game, and Tillman by far had a better team. They won the game. It was uh, in the fourth quarter. It was late. It was like the last minute or so of the game. Mayfield's driving. They're probably around the 35. They're out of field goal range, but they're driving. And the defense, it was time for the defense to, you know, get its back up. And then they, they and this is Kirk Barber's year, too. They stop them on uh, second down, third down. They they gain a couple yards, and it's like Roy got in. He got the quarterback on the third down because the quarterback had to scramble, but he and he gained like two yards. And Roy, Roy was in on the tackle. But then fourth down, they go for the – for the first down they snap the ball the quarterback drops back and this crazy guy comes flying out of nowhere up the middle of the field it's like he just squirted under somebody's leg because he wasn't but about 5 10 5 11 100 and maybe 190 pounds he wasn't big it's like he was like like on the moon i mean he was he was bouncing to get to the quarter and he got to the quarterback and took him down by himself and you could just see it you could see it happening because the quarterback didn't expect him to be on him as quick and i don't know how he did it but little brother won he basically won the game right there oh i'm for big brother i was so proud of him i was up there yeah that was my brother well jp look I, i've enjoyed having you man really enjoyed getting to know you and uh, getting to talk to you well it's been my pleasure i've enjoyed it as well You've been listening to Dax's interview with J.P. Roberts at DaxMyHand.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, which, why wouldn't you? You're listening to the legend. Tell somebody about it. Well, what need you do is you share it on your Facebook and then get your friends to share it. Or you've been listening to Dax My Hand, the legend. 